Hello, and thanks for tuning in to the 10th and Broad Church of Christ podcast. Today's message is presented by Ken Holsberry, the preaching minister at the 10th and Broad Church. Let's tune in now for Ken's message. Well, Greg mentioned two words. He mentioned happiness and he mentioned joy. And he told the kids, those are not the same things, and they're not the same things. In English, we have two different words. We have happy and we have joy. In, in Greek, in which uh, the New Testament was written, there are two different words, one for happiness and, and one for joy. The, the Greek word for happiness is makarios. Can you say makarios? You see, you, you've learned uh, another way to talk this morning on Christmas. Uh, the Greek word for happiness is makarios, and makarios describes something very specific. It describes how you feel when good things are happening in your life. And that's just really a basic definition for the word happy. We are generally happy when things are going well for us, when things are are good for us, when circumstances are in our favor. You get engaged. You're happy about that. You're newly married. You're happy about that. Your family is here with you. You're happy about that. Um, you, you receive an inheritance or the weather is just perfect on a given day. Those are, those are circumstances under which we experience happiness. Now, the opposite is also very true. When circumstances don't go in your favor, when the happenings around you are not that great, generally, you're not happy. And that's okay. Some people will tell you that your happiness should not be dependent on your circumstances. But those people are wrong because by definition, your happiness is dependent on circumstances. And so there are times when we are happy, there are times when we are unhappy, and there's nothing wrong with either one of those feelings. We should feel all of those feelings based on the circumstances that we are experiencing on any given day. The wise man in Ecclesiastes said this, be happy. But when times are bad, consider this. God has made the one as well as the other. Therefore, no one can discover anything about their future. I think the Bible is teaching us to experience whatever we're experiencing in the moment. And that when times are good, we should be happy about that. When times are sad, it's okay to be unhappy about that. And you read through the Psalms and you will discover that the Holy Spirit inspired David in times when he was happy and in times when he was not. James also gives us some good instructions about this. He said, is anyone among you in trouble? Is anyone unhappy? You know what you should do when you're unhappy? James says, pray about that. When anyone's in trouble, let him pray. Is anyone happy? James asked. Then let him give praise. And so the Bible tells us some things to do. If you're unhappy, pray about that. If you're happy, sing songs of praise about that. So scripture acknowledges that circumstances affect how we feel. And that's all makarios, happiness. The Bible has another word for joy. The word for joy is kara. Can you say kara? Joy is a mood of your soul. Joy is a state of mind that is not tied to your circumstances. Joy is in spite of your circumstances. Joy is connected 
to what is happening in you much more than what is happening around you or to you. Galatians teaches us that joy is something that we receive from God himself, from God's Holy Spirit. It is a gift. It is a fruit of God's spirit. That joy is something that comes from the inside of us rather than from the outside of us. And so our circumstances can change and that will determine on that moment whether we're happy or not. But our joy is not dependent on those circumstances. Our joy remains It's deep and it's real and it's lasting and it comes from God. Now, there are times where happiness and joy can go hand in hand. Did you know that? I experienced one of those this week. We had a new grandson born, Cooper Gray Holsberry to JP and Holly. I was filled with great joy because that baby was born. But I tell you what, I was not very happy because Paul and I were both sick and we weren't going to get to go. And so joy and happiness can exist at the very same time. Didn't negate one or the other. Now, I was really glad when happiness and joy combined and we got to go and hold that baby. But joy and happiness can both be experienced. Joy and unhappiness can both be experienced at the same time. And if you're with me on that, I want you to go to Bethlehem for a minute. Because do you think Mary and Joseph were experiencing great joy and maybe in the middle of some unhappiness? Because the circumstances on that trip and on that night were not the greatest of circumstances. But there was great joy. In fact, the word joy is used seven different times in the story of Jesus' birth. In fact, joy seems to be the commentary of heaven about the Savior being born. The wise man especially experienced it. In in Matthew chapter 2, verses 9 and 10, they went on their way, and the star they had seen, when it rose, went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed they were filled with joy because of the star and because of the king who was born under the star those wise men whoever they were they had traveled from the east and they had traveled in search of a king and finally after a long journey the star stopped right over the place where jesus lay and they were filled with joy and when you are filled with joy when your joy is overflowing we see two things that very naturally happen In this story. And the first is that when you're filled with joy, no matter your circumstances, whether you're happy or unhappy, when you're filled with joy because of God in you and because what God has done and what God is doing, one of the most natural things in the world is for you to be generous and for you to give. And that's what the wise men did. They came and they brought their treasure. They brought precious and priceless gifts, gifts that were fit for a king. And so... Their joy and our joy overflows in generosity. I love this little story that Paul Harvey told. If you remember who Paul Harvey was about the woman who called the Butterball Turkey Hotline. And she asked about a turkey that she had in her freezer for five years. And she wondered if it was okay to cook that turkey after five years of being in the freezer. The folks on the Butterball end, maybe because they wanted to sell another turkey. I don't know. But they said, you know what? I probably wouldn't cook that turkey. She said, okay, thanks for letting me know. I'll just give it to the church. (laughs) 
But it's very natural for us to give. For a lot of us, that's what Christmas is about. The joy of giving, the joy of receiving, the joy of watching those receive what we've given. And so joy overflows in giving. Another thing that joy overflows in, and it did for the wise men, and it does for us, is joy overflows in worship. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshipped him. Very first thing that these wise men did in the presence of this baby who was and is the king is that they went on their knees and they worshiped. And they weren't the only ones who were worshiping. After the angels told the shepherds about his birth, an entire choir of angels appeared in heaven and they began to worship and they began to sing praises about God and this son who was being born. And the shepherds left their sheep and they hurried to see this thing that has happened and they joined in the worship. Last year, Paul and I got to go to Israel. Great trip. We got to go to Bethlehem and we got to go to the place where they say that Jesus was born. Ancient history, folks from that time and through the ages have said this is the place where Jesus was born. Generations ago, they built a church over that spot. They've built multiple churches over that spot since. And if you go there today to Bethlehem and you go to the church, you go in to the front of the church, but then you have to start going down a long series of stairs and you go down into the basement and really you go down below the basement And there is a a small little spot that's almost like the opening of a cave. It's just in the rock. And you get down on your knees and you crawl into that so that you could see where they say the baby lay. Now, I don't know if that's where Jesus lay or not. doesn't matter as much to me. But what I do know is that's the most important appropriate way to approach him is on your knees in submission and bowing that's a pretty natural position to be in when you are overflowing with joy and so as i began i will end with the words of the angels i bring you news of great joy a savior is born 